welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about ways to handle competing priorities. doing all I'm good <laughs> sorry <laughs> apparently uh-oh I don't think words are going to come easily <laughs> tonight today <laughs> I'm fine <laughs> well good <laughs> I don't I don't know if that um uh really you know should tell us more how you said that versus what you said <laughs> <laughs> no I'm really good. It's just I stumbled on my words. That's all. Oh, okay. It's all good. <laughs> I think you did that thing that I do where I start to say one thing and then switch it in the middle. Uh-huh. It switches in your mind and then, yeah, gets all garbled yeah. coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I saw a really funny meme once that um, was people sharing those on Twitter. Uh-huh. And so it was a whole bunch of those. And it was like people ended up saying things like, you know, oh, I meant to say I love this and nice to see you to my boss. And I said, I love you. <laughs> right. Oh, I think I saw I saw a thread like that on Twitter. It was great. <laughs> wow. Well, so today we are talking about ways that you can handle competing priorities. Yeah. Because um, we've both been dealing with a little bit of that lately. Yeah, we sure have. Like we're competing with our we're we're competing in the arena of having competing priorities. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what I imagine too in the summer that it it is also uh, going to come up more frequently for people because, you know, one of those priorities is to enjoy your summer and, you know, and I think people are as more and more people get vaccinated and more things are opening up. Um around here, I know they are, that, you know, people are really wanting to get out and enjoy things. And then, you know, probably still having thoughts of projects that they want to complete. And, you know, and then there's work and family on top of all of that. Yeah, you're right. You know, with with all the things that we put on hold in 20 in the latter nine months of 2020, well, at the year that we were all confined. Yeah, now we can do them. and, And we have to decide among them a bit. I hadn't actually thought about that in the context of this topic, but I know I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute, there are people I can have lunch with. Right. Now. Yeah. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah. yeah. And then fitting those lunches in is challenging. Right. Right. I know. It just feels like there's so much I want to do because there's so much that's now possible to do. And um, I'm also feeling a little backlogged from having to put things to the side, dealing with um, family health crises and mm-hmm. and m- different things that, uh, you know, so now it's like I've, I'm feeling really pulled between like, I need to catch up with some things and, and there's stuff that I want to do that I haven't been able to do. 
Yes, and, and sometimes when you're in a caregiving role um, and you put everything on the back burner, you just think, oh, if only I could do something for myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then when you can do something for yourself because the crisis is over or whatever, uh-huh. then you have to remember what it was you were going to do <laughs> right. for yourself. Although right now I think all it is is I just want to sit in a room quietly by myself for a while. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I have been thinking about floating, going on, going to the flotation tank tomorrow yes. if, it, if I can get in because that sounds heavenly to be by myself in a quiet space. Yeah, it really, I hadn't thought about floating, but that's a great one because it's it's sort of a set time Mm -hmm. period. You're making a commitment. Yep. And it really, like, I haven't done it in so long now that that would just feel so luxurious, Mm -hmm. but not involve me, you know, driving two hours to the beach to stay there by myself for a while. Right, that's a bigger ask, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, maybe, who knows, Shannon, maybe we'll both go float tomorrow or before the next time we record, we will have had that delicious experience. Oh, well, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, but, you know, as we're thinking about this, I, there's there's a number of things sort of at play. One you brought up is, you know, remembering what it is that you wanted to do or need to do when you weren't able to do it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, you know, when you do have, um, when you have time available to you and you have all these options to pick from, how do you pick? Right. Yeah. Um, Or even, yeah, even we're sort of talking about this in the context of self-care, but it could also be competing work priorities or choosing work over family or vice versa. Um, There's just so many times where what's demanded of us can't be accommodated in the time available. It doesn't feel like, and so then it's up to us to figure out how to, what, what's important, I suppose, you know, how to navigate. Right. Right. Well, and that's what, that's what I've been doing recently is, you know, in, in, you know, sort of having this caregiver role, I've had to put a lot of other things to the side. And then as things sort of open up, it's like, so what is possible for me to do now? And what am I choosing to do? And so, you know, the first thing that I'm choosing to do is to see my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I had to put clients off for a week or two and um uh so getting back to see my clients was my top priority Mm -hmm. and that was pretty easy for me to figure out and then um and so everything else continued to get you know sort of down the list Mm -hmm. and as my time and energy opens up it's like what do I want to bring in and I'm and I'm trying to be really conscientious about um, how I'm using my energy mm. and and not um, putting it towards things that I feel like I should be doing, but towards the things that I really um, 
want to or need to be doing. And mm-hmm. that the hardest thing for me to do was, um, you know, s- seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago, I signed up for a memoir writing class. And uh, I was only able to attend two of the eight sessions so far. And there's one more left. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Um, and it feels it's like feels sort of heartbreaking to me because um, I wanted to be doing that writing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be hearing what the other people were writing because there's some really amazing writers in the class. Mm-hmm. And um, and it you know, when I signed up for it, it really felt like, um, uh, taking time for myself, like doing something that was really important to me that, you know, wasn't something that I needed to do, but that I really wanted to do. Um, but do taking the time both to do the writing and to be in a two hour class in the evening once a week felt like more energy than I had available. Right. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, things shift, right? And and it does sound like an incredible class and the world needs your memoir. So I want and hope that you write one. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, but when it came down to the end of the day, after going through everything, you know, all this, the, the caregiving and everything you've been doing, you didn't have the energy for it or the, the space for it in your, in yourself. Right? Right. And so right. good self-care was was not attending. Yes. Yeah. And those are tough choices. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I feel sad about it. And I, and I felt like, gosh, maybe I could have pushed myself to do it. And I think, but why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really, like, in, in another situation, like if I didn't have all this other stuff going on, the, and I, if I was feeling sort of reluctant to do it, then I felt like it would have been reasonable to push myself to do it. Um, but in this case, it, it really honestly felt like if I show up to that, then I can't show up to something else. Right. Yeah. In situations like that, you, I mean, that it is um, about um, it's yeah, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else and vice versa, as we've talked about. But you're yeah. budgeting your your energy. Right. And, and I like that you describe it as your energy rather than your time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's difficult. It's difficult stuff. And and I think the um, notion that we talk about constantly about identifying what's important to you, it can be really helpful, right, when we're figuring out which of these competing priorities deserve our energy. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's hard when it feels like they all deserve your energy. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but the secret form, the secret, you know, uh, special sauce of the whole thing with that getting in touch with what's important to you and what re- things start to resonate. At least for me, it's like I get clarity when I yeah. take the time to really know why I'm wanting to do something, and that it does really help in figuring out which right. thing is more important at this moment. And it, it certainly can change. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think the thing that I'm still and it, you know, this may be a something that I'm working on for a long time to come is uh, finding it easier to let go of the priorities that are 
solely my priorities as opposed to the priorities um, or the commitments that I make to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for instance, I, there's I'm I've made a commitment to my clients. I'm showing up for my clients. That's mm-hmm. coming first. You know, I've made a commitment to my husband. I'm showing up for my husband, um, and so the the commitment I made to myself, for example, with this um, uh, writing workshop is uh, was the one that I let go of. Mm-hmm. Um, which feels right in the moment and also sort of frustrating over the long term. Right, because it's the thing that you were doing for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's tough. But that was an eight-week commitment. You're, there are many smaller, less uh, things you can do that will uh, help you help you help you good self-care things. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's nothing stopping me from doing to writing on my own. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure, <laughs> but you're not going to get that special juiciness of working with, uh, you know, brainstorming or whatever, workshopping with other writers. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you know, there will be other opportunities to do that. Oh, good. That's good. So. Yeah, yeah. no, I I sign up for things all the time with the very best intentions because they sound amazing. And then when it when it comes time to do it, <laughs> yeah, it's change. Well, yeah, it's like you're making um, an aspirational decision yeah. to start with, and then um, when it comes time to actually do it, that that aspiration is nowhere to be found. Right, and you know <laughs> when when things come up in your family, you know what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Right. And so then we get to, you know, cutting ourselves slack and allowing grace and, you know, just being kind to yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you were choosing between a memoir writing class and watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) (laughs) Though in in college once, I I skipped religion class. uh, It was comparative religion class in order to watch all my children (laughs) because... Nina was having Cliff's baby. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah so. so it's not like I'm above what I just said about des- the Real Housewives. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that that really being kind to yourself and and um, you know, there's sort of this concept of seasons, like you're in a season and. You know, I've been in a caregiving season, and it's not always going to be this season. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you know, recognizing that and remembering it. Like, you know, I'm not always going to be, this isn't always going to be taking up my time. Mm-hmm. And, in, and it strikes me that I was thinking about this in terms of moms of small kids like whom you know I don't have any kids but I can only imagine that living with a two-year-old can be challenging and if you <laughs> remember that it's short and that you, right. your kid will only be in this phase this season for a while and you know enjoy what you can of it right yeah I know with the things I've been going through with family health stuff there have been some real really great 
things, some great working together benefits, um, right. and appreciations and so forth that are worthy of pausing and taking note of, even when it feels like you don't have a second to do anything for yourself. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, we, we're, we're getting past it and both of our families. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing we're getting past it, but it's also a good thing to recognize any good that can come out of it. Just like we talked about with the pandemic, actually. You know, there were good things that came out of that. Right, right. And 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 recognizing that all the time and that, it, that um, uh, there's, you, you can choose what you focus on. You can yes. choose the part that you focus on. Yes, yes. Um, I feel like there's way more we can talk about in terms of like actually how to choose wh- what to focus on. Mm, yeah. Oh, let's let's do another episode about that. Okay. Cool. Well, let's let's wrap this one up here. Okay. And um then we can do a part 2 and talk more about, you know, how how when it comes down to it, how do you choose where to spend your energy and time? Okay, that's how to good. how to pick between priorities. I could use I could use that guidance. So let's do that. <laughs> Excellent. So we'd like to hear from you, our listeners. You know, are you dealing with competing priorities? How do you, how do you choose what to do? You can let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Getting to Good Enough. On Twitter at GTG Enough. You can head over to the show notes for today's episode at GettingToGoodEnough.com. Uh, or you can leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Uh, until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. that always rises to the top of my priorities, this podcast. Ah, that's nice. I feel the same way.